0: What's going on, travelers? It's Ricky Ventures and Marlon Madden, and we're back with you for another
1: episode of the Success Journey <laughs> Show. What's going on, bro? How you doing today? Yo, I'm um I'm relaxing, chilling like a villain. Um, I haven't done a nine to five in a long time. Oh man, like, man, you don't you don't feel exhausted, man? <laughs> uh, when I was coming home, I was like yeah, driving I back. I, I I was there. I, I'm doing this course right now on um government stuff and um and I was there eight thirty to five, and I was like, "Man, <laughs> sitting in a classroom from eight thirty to five is no joke." Yeah, that's you know, worse. Than, that's worse than sitting at work. Leaving at leaving the house dark, coming back
0: dark. Dark, yeah, man, yeah, yeah no, man. No, no, no. It's crazy how quickly, you know, I would say quickly, but you know, since the pandemic, I have not been into a in the office myself, you know, it's been, you know, working from home, go to clients, going to my office every once in a while. It's been, uh, it's been a yeah. there. But it's nothing where I have to be out every single day, anything. And looking at my life now, I'm like, I don't think I I, I, I couldn't do it right now. There's no way I can do it right now. It's just not even about the desire not wanting to do it, but just the logistics of how everything flows in my life right now. You know, this is the best way, and I'm more efficient and effective. Yes, yes. I'm doing it, you know. So I'm, yeah. I'm 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 extremely grateful for it. Um, I was thinking about it this week. I'm mean, a man, I was really blessed to be able to say, hey, you know, I work from home. Prior to this, I wouldn't even know what work from home really meant. Yeah, right? I was always, oh man, I love to work from home. I work from home one day a week or two days a week. Oh, one day, one month. You know, one day at a month. But now it's like, this is no, this is what I do every single day. Yep. Yeah. You know you get up, so, you get downstairs and you go to your office downstairs, yeah, 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 and that's it, right and I mean, but one one of my friends said something to me though he said, Rick man, where do you spend where's where's the place in your house where you just relax, man? it's your relaxing place you just sit back and you know you just relax and I was like, man, I only sit in my office and then I maybe sit down at the dinner table and eat and then I't I sit in my, my room. and then I go to my room and go to bed
1: that's, no, that, I don't." That's I <laughs> don't really watch TV. I just tell everyone I just cut off all my watch. I cut off my cable. I, I don't watch. I don't watch TV. I don't sit down to watch TV. I mean, this helps because you. I sit in my bed and I and I catch up on it. If yeah. I did, like, I'm missing basketball shows now because we're doing the show. Yeah. Um, but I will watch a nine-minute edited version of the of the yeah, whole game. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, yeah. And that'll, that'll be you. it. Yeah. So I don't have to designate two hours for no. the game. Yo, know, dude, I mean, we can talk about this all
0: over. I mean, I, I did the same thing now. I don't remember the last time I watched a full game of
1: any, any. I could tell sports. you what, the, the, the Lakers' first game back the other day, and I, was, and I wish oh. I'd never watched it.
0: Oh, <laughs> man. no oh, man, no. Oh, I, I, I started watching the beginning of that when the Warriors-Lakers, because I wanted to see the ring ceremony for the Warriors and everything. And right after that ceremony was done, I was done. Woke up and the game was gone. <laughs> no but yeah yeah no dude it's um travelers were doing great doing well um and, and we're really just excited about just some things that are 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 shaping up for us um just personally financially uh business wise um just i mean everything around and not to say everything is perfectly going well like with everything that you're, that, that we're doing, there's always challenges, right? And I always say, you know, but I see challenges a little bit differently now. It's like, hmm, you can get down for a second, but then it's like, all right, how do I figure this thing out? Like, how do, yep. how do I figure this out? And you start building that muscle memory of just starting to figure things out, figure things out, knowing that if you put that energy to try to figure it out, something will happen. And then you just keep moving, you just keep moving forward. So yeah, yep. man, definitely blessed to be able to do that. Um, do that with a solid partner, Marlon, here as well. Yes, and, uh, yes, yes,
1: yes, likewise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, this, this episode, I really want you guys to lock in on this episode. I'm real excited. I said We say it all the time, but listen, we are trying to, I'm going to say it just outright. What I need you guys to do is, if you enjoy our program, try to get five others to subscribe. Um, Share it. Just don't like it. Just share it subscribe um leave a comment i know sometimes you guys if 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 me and ricky was up here doing these these, these um these tick <laughs> dances you'd, you'd have left a comment i don't know if you want to leave a comment about that right how bad i dance but just do that and the reason why i want to do this is because we want to combat the negativity that's out there but we can't combat that negativity if we're not being shown right if people we are not seeing us so we want you to be we just want to be intentional to tell you, we appreciate you being, um, part of our show, the success journey show.com is the website you can do for everything. Um, we're all our handles success journey show. Uh, but get five, five of your friends to subscribe and share it, share this episode, especially this one. Once you hear this one, you're definitely going to want to share it with, um, at least five or 10 of your friends.
0: You know, and in the past we would put like, Oh, you'll get a t-shirt, get a bag and, you know, but a lot of people didn't really, you know, some people did it, other people, most people didn't do it. So this time we're not gonna give you anything, right? So yeah. maybe that would motivate you <laughs> <laughs> to do it. But yeah, guys, you know, share this thing, man. We enjoy, we enjoy talking with each other and learning from these guests, but man, there's so much information that, you know, we have a conversation with people. We're like, man, you should listen to my guests on my show. Like this is exactly what he was talking about, or she was talking about. So listen, man, we're gonna jump right into it. Welcome to the Success Journey Show. Let's travel together through the lives of individuals on the road to success. Hey, travelers, we are back with you uh, for our favorite segment of the show. And we say this every single week, um, but it truly is our favorite segment. Uh, Marlon and I get to meet some uh, impressive individuals Uh, guests that are on our show to spend some time with us and you as our travelers just sharing their journeys with us and today we have none other than Bob Wheeler. Bob thank you so much for joining us today. How are you?
2: I'm doing great glad glad to be here.
0: Oh man It's, it's our honor man it's our privilege to have you here with us. Why don't you start off our show today just telling all of our travelers just a little bit about yourself.
2: Yeah, so I am a CPA by trade I uh, have my own CPA tax practice with about a thousand clients I am CFO of the world famous comedy store in Hollywood and then I've written a couple of books I I wrote a book called the money nerve about money and emotions uh which we all have even if we don't know it um, and then I recently started a children's book series on financial literacy the first one is Darius wants a dog and it basically uh talks about foundational skills to help kids to start to learn about it in hopefully a fun way so mm, mm. i've just uh, and the journey continues so who knows who knows where it ends
0: now does that book lead the kids to have a dog at the end of it or
2: <laughs> <laughs> well i, I i'm going to give away the ending darius does not get a dog
0: Okay, um, okay, his okay, okay. His choice.
2: His <laughs> choice.
0: All right, good. Right? All right. I need to get I, I can get that book now. See, my you, kids have been harassing me by getting a dog, and I just have not been able to just succumb to the re- request. I, I just there's something about it to where I don't want to take care. Of, I'm too busy right now. I, I can't take care of dogs, right? It's well, so, just like that's why you gotta put
2: place. you gotta put it on them. And that's what yeah. Darius, his parents put it on him. Yeah, he yep. realizes I don't want to pay for this dog. I don't want to be responsible. And uh, given the facts, I think I'll wait. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: I told told my (laughs) sons, I said, hey, you know what? I will get you a dog when you have somewhere to take it and you can be with the dog and have your own house. Man, I will buy you a dog. I promise I'll buy you a dog exactly
2: exactly it's not fair to the dog no exactly <laughs>
0: exactly and i love it man Trust me I, I already have my dog picked out that i want a little but a little bit later when i know i have some time to you know chill with the dog right so it's a lot dogs yeah so <laughs> but yeah I, I digress man uh no thanks so much man uh bob M- marlon and i uh marlon is a uh a financial guru himself and you know, I love the finance stuff and uh, Marlon, he, he thinks so hard about it, he pulled his hair out. So, <laughs> <laughs> so every time we get a guest on a show, man, around the finances, we both get super excited. Um, I would say this year has been a journey for me uh, financially wanting to really make some sound financial decisions that will, uh, as a foundational things that will reap the benefits year, years to come. Right. And yeah. so really been do- doing a lot of reading, doing a lot of digging, talking to a lot of people like yourself. So really highly interested just to hear your story. Um, and, and we want to talk about it from even just, even just the beginning, like what, what drove Bob to, you know, just talk about money.
2: Well, so yeah, I actually wanted to be a lawyer so I could make lots of money and sue uh, people for money. Um, uh, yeah. So my whole trek since I was a kid was I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a lawyer. Uh, Then I met some lawyers while I was in college and I thought, "Ah, (laughs) I don't really want to hang out with these people. And then I realized at the time I wasn't that comfortable getting up and talking. So I thought, well, this isn't going to be a good fit if I have to stand up in court and talk and trip over my own tongue. So that's not going to work out. Accounting, was just something that came easy that i was doing to help my grade point average right uh, uh so i was like i didn't like it's too easy to actually make money at it because you have to work hard to make money and so it can't be fun money was just something that was like okay these, i can do this pretty well now i personally wasn't following the advice that i started giving other clients right i was i was you know, I think I got into money because I didn't know a lot about money. My parents knew nothing about money. They told me nothing about money. Um, I had my own money stories. Um, and so I wasn't saving. I wasn't investing. Uh, and then I sort of went on this journey as, as my clients were coming to me and, and doing the, the exact opposite of what seemed like sound advice. Mm-hmm. I realized, man, they got a story going on. So I need to understand their story before I can help them. So we're on the same page um uh, and so i was doing my own reflection i was working with clients asking them questions that sort of turned into therapy sessions and and even still when i got into accounting it was just to learn about other businesses so i could start my own business i didn't mm. plan on having a business as a tax oh, exactly. accountant right i'm like yeah. no, no, no no i'm not numbers are not my thing um uh, but it's it's obviously it's worked out well for me uh as I was doing that, I had to, of course, make side money. So I was doing stand-up comedy because um, oh, wow. that you know, really pays. And uh, <laughs> and I got a call from Mitzi Shore, the owner of the comedy store, one day. And she's like, Bob, you got to help me out. We're having trouble. And they were about $100,000 behind in payroll taxes. The IRS was like, seriously, we're going to close the doors. And I was like, well, my friends are comics. I love this place. So I jumped in and they won't let me go. Every time I quit, they're like, "No, nope, you have to stay." So wow, I started wow, doing wow, that.
0: Wow! Wow!
2: They, they force you. They put you on a payroll, send you a W two, and make you have to pay taxes. That's right. It's <laughs> terrible. It's terrible. But you know, it's but being at the store was helpful because I knew I wanted to help the club. They couldn't pay me a lot, so I had to make sure my accounting practice was really successful, so I could put in the time and energy. Um, and actually, because I was at the store and talking to comics and people that had a lot of shame around picking their passion over money, um, mm. and and so I realized, man, everybody thinks that they're the only one that made a really bad choice financially, oh. and, then, and they're and they're punishing themselves for the rest of their lives for something they did when they were twenty or twenty five, mm. and. And nobody talks about it, right? We're not like, hey guys, I've got fifty thousand dollars in debt. Man, that bankruptcy was that fun, right? We mm. just don't share that information. And so that's what prompted me to end up writing a book wow. and starting to do workshops around money and emotions because a lot of people just think two plus two is four. Um, but how do you feel about that? Right? Like yeah. uh, because if I'm Have limited income, maybe I'm angry, or maybe I'm depressed, or I'm overwhelmed. And so maybe I'm making decisions just because I feel like it's what I need to survive instead of thrive. And so I just really got interested in this money and emotions and financial literacy. And how do we start to normalize conversations around money? Because if I'm talking to my spouse or my partner or my kids, and I have a belief about investing or saving, then I might not pass on good information to them. I might mm-hmm. just pass on my story and they're gonna think I'm telling them the truth. And so starting to have these conversations so that then we can go out and invest and save and know that it's okay and know that I don't have to put away $5 million every year. Hey, put away 50 bucks a month. Like
0: yeah, just start somewhere. Start somewhere, yeah. Just start, right? Oh man, I love how you said that. Um, finances and emotions, right? Yeah. Because some of the most wealthiest people, and the poor, and some of the most the poorest people, uh, all had some type of level of emotional tie to money. Right? Absolutely, regardless of where you fall on that scale. Um, and sometimes, I, I know growing growing up, my early early adulthood, I would equate money with uh, value,
1: right? Personal value, For sure. yes, right? absolutely.
0: So, right. well, if I didn't have a lot of money, then I'm, I'm, I'm not as valuable, you know, as a man, as a provider, and things of that nature. Right. Um, and I can imagine the conversations that you have with people, just hearing different things around around that nature. And how did you? And I know you, you know, CPA, not necessarily a therapist, but you know, how did you kind of talk through or have those conversations with those individuals? Of, like, really kind of level setting with them, say, Hey, let's talk about this emotional aspect of and relationship you have with money.
2: Well, I think initially, because a lot of my clients are creative types, they're more willing to share information. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so clients
2: would say, I know you're judging me. I'm like, What? Like, you must think I'm the worst client ever. (laughs) And I was able to say, I've actually made some of the same mistakes you have. They're like, What? Right, so I was able to open that, and then, and actually, I am actually certified in somatic therapy, body-based therapy. Oh, there we go. So that helped give me some languaging as well to have these conversations. Um, Mm, But, but I realized, yeah, that if I if I couldn't start to figure out what was going on for them, and I was willing to share what had gone on for me and all my missteps it, it helps people be more open and more, more vulnerable so that we could then figure out, all right, how do we, now given this information, how do we work forward? Mm. Right. Because the other piece to it is you may have made some choices that weren't maybe the best choice, but there might've also been outside sources working against you, right? Uh, the bank might've been working against you. There's a lot of, uh, pieces in the system that work against certain communities or against yeah. certain genders and and so if you think it's personal but there's actually outside forces working against you you're gonna drive yourself crazy mm-hmm.
1: because no matter how yeah. right
2: you do it you're you're not going to get ahead
1: yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. now you talk about financial literacy right and mm-hmm. we hear that term just being thrown around and a lot of people don't so let me give you a quick of what happened to me today, sitting down at lunch, talking to a young lady. And she said, you know, I just, after 20 years, I'm just now paying off my student loan. And I said, you know, I asked her how much was her student loan. She told me 50,000, but then she was paying 10 years. And then she went into this program where they, they'll help you pay it off in 10 years. But they wouldn't calculate what you paid the first 10 years. So it was she was all a mess, but somebody that she called helped her out and she actually figured it out and then she actually finally got a chance to pay off her student loan, right? Yeah. And I asked her a question. I was like, "So what and I'm, and I'm trying to figure this out for myself. I think Ricky is, I don't know, how old your kids are. What do we we know like if you take out to go to college is something that is pushed in society. We know that to get ahead, you have to have that degree. That's what's pushed. Right. With that financial literacy, how do you get out of a system, right? That says that you have to do exactly the opposite of what real financial literacy is. Yeah. (laughs) When a client comes to you and say, hey, I want to be financial literate, and they're talking about, and I don't want to down nobody for their 401k, they're they're talking about the regular construct of what our finance right. is, and you start giving them the financial literacy. How, what do you what do you what do you push? What do you tell them? What kind of um, systems are you putting them um, um, to help them get out of that old
2: system? Well, I, first of all, I ask people, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you want, and why do you want it? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because if I don't know what they want and why they want it, well, all my friends are doing it, so it must be the right thing or well, because it looks really cool, or I want to be flashy, whatever it doesn't matter what the reason is, but I need to understand, why do you think you need to do that? Mm. Right? So once I know why somebody needs to do it, I might ask them, why, why don't you have it? (laughs) What are you willing to do to have it? Are you willing to change your mindset? Are you willing to take a second job? Are you willing to downsize your house? Like, because a lot of people, they want to, have the benefits they don't really want to do the work because it's not that much fun Um, Mm. and so I have to get in there with a cost benefit analysis what's it costing you at not moving into what you say you want right Um, there's a benefit I get to feel comfortable I don't have to fail the cost is my life my passion my future Mm. and so I try to have conversations with people about what do they want. It's not that everybody must have a 401k. Everybody doesn't have to have real estate. Um, There are some people, you know, I'll meet them and like, they really should have a business. But after I talk to them, creating a corporation is going to cause more stress. So it's probably not worth the $5,000 they save, Mm -hmm. you know? So like, I have to understand each person rather than it's a blanket statement. Everybody should save 10%. It'd be ideal if people were saving ten or fifteen percent. It'd be ideal if people were contributing ten percent to charity and things like that. But it's for me, it's to be really curious about what they want mm-hmm. and then talk about those foundational pieces. Find out um, why are you afraid to save, or what's your belief system that you got to spend it now because we're all going to die tomorrow, or, or whatever the story might be, uh, because it's driving them, um, yeah. even if they're not admitting it. Like for many years. I I was making decisions based on everything was gonna kill me, right? And that mm. sounds dramatic, but I had experienced a lot of trauma. So somebody would say, Hey, do you want to have lunch or go say hi to that person? I'd be like, Will this kill me internally? Right. Outside, mm. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. But inside, I'm like completely freaking out. Yeah. And and there's a lot of people I think out there that don't want anybody to know. They present really well, but inside they're a complete mess. And the more I can create a space for people to actually talk about those things, um, you can still move forward. You can still move forward scared. You can still move forward with your voice shaking. Uh, Move forward, right? And nobody ever told me that. So I was just like, well, I can't do it perfectly, so I'll just stay in the background. Mm. So it all comes down to that. I could see the underlying
1: tone that you're saying is that emotion. Mm-hmm. That emotion really affects because if you feel like Ricky was saying, if my belief is I'm less than a man or I'm not valued right. because I don't have that big bank account right now, that right. will show in my decision making in all different. And it could lead into other parts of life. You know, if you're married, it bleeds into your marriage. If you're um your work environment, you, right. you, you, you don't. So I see how the emotions just tie into everything. Now, man, I I, I like some of the things you said before, because a lot of times we don't want to talk or. So you made a statement that certain people, which I, which I don't, If you didn't notice, Ricky and I are
2: black. (laughs) I I did not notice. (laughs) This is a shock. Give me a moment. I'm taking it all in here. Taking it all in. in. I just wanted wanted to let you know. (laughs) It's good good to be transparent. I appreciate that. So
1: I I know when you say certain people in certain communities don't have Mm -hmm. that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Expound on that, and so they can understand what you're really talking about, so they will understand how to navigate through that emotion yeah. once they um, encounter it.
2: So, if I go to the banking and redlining, it, you know, real estate, there are a lot of people in LA that are shocked to know that uh, uh, Blacks and Hispanics couldn't buy in certain neighborhoods, yep. even though it wasn't expressed outwardly. Everybody in the business knew not to approve these loans. Loans with a name that didn't look like, you know, Buffy Smith may not get the loan. Yeah, and so you're sitting there driving yourself crazy because I'm like, i okay. I got my credit score. I've done this. So I have a client who is actually Italian, but she married uh, a Latino man. So now her name is Latino. So everybody think she's Mm. Latino, right? So she gets, she's like, wow, (laughs) now that everybody thinks I'm Latino, it's amazing what people say to me, which is really pretty disrespectful. But her Mm. credit was really bad, right? Her credit was bad. And she blamed herself because she knew I've been irresponsible. But after about three years of being really good, she called me and she said, Bob, I have been so good and my credit score still sucks. And I said, well, get your credit score and let's take a look. Well, it turned out a bank in Michigan was funding a false loan for somebody else that had used her social. And the bank knew about it. And so she's got this mortgage on her credit. Well, she just assumed because she was poorer and not taking care of things that it was all her fault, when in fact, it had nothing to do with her, right? So she had a story, Mm. I deserve this. And so Mm. if you either believe you deserve it, or you go into places where, um, and let's face it, most financial institutions have a lot of white older men uh there may not be a wide welcome and yeah, so now sure. i may not yeah. want to go in or i may feel judged i may not feel safe yeah. and so you know what i'll just put it under my mattress um i'm not going to go in and experience you know the uh the the passive aggressive racism the socialized racism that uh, everybody's pretending like doesn't exist but i'm feeling it i'm not crazy mm. And so if you know that going in, you can say, okay, great, what are my rights? Or let me find somebody that feels a little more comfortable to me because there are companies out there. And so you can look at banks and see what is their outreach to other communities. You know, uh, Bank of America just did this new program to help um, black and Hispanic communities, right? Well, the the pessimistic side of me is like, what's their angle? (laughs) Right? I, How I, are they I, I the same thing? When I
1: heard it, you're right.
2: <laughs> How are they going to sneak the fees back to these people instead of actually using it as part of their uh, yeah. outreach program? Like, really, what's in it for them? Because most banks and most corporations are angling to make money. Well, if you the, get some money too, reason. that's great. To make, <laughs> right? yeah, <they're> money. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But they're to the, they're there to separate you from your money. Yeah. Correct. Correct. And and so it's so important to just know and have that awareness of thinking, man, it doesn't, something doesn't feel right. Or that's not the way my friend had the experience and they happen to be from a different culture. So just actually even paying attention to that and then realizing that that has nothing to do with you personally, Mm -hmm. but it feels very personal.
0: Man, Mm. I got to, I got to share this story with the listeners and yourself, Bob, because it, it, what you just said resonates with me so much. I don't even think I ever share this with Marlon either. So, there were times in in uh, growing up, I'm talking about in my adult adult life, where I didn't have much money in the bank. So, when you go in there, like you have a posture of your head just like kind of hanging low, right? You know, it's like, yeah. you know, ah, oh man, you know, feeling like, you know, well, I got a, yeah, got a little bit in there, you know, whatever. Let me go in there. They actually, they do, if you want to have a bank appointment, you're like, why you want a big appointment with me? I don't have no money. I don't have no money in here. Like, what, <laughs> what are you going to tell me? Like, I don't, you're going to magically give me some money? Right. Um, and then I, I remember times years ago, years, a few years back, when you know you do have some in there. And it's just the confidence that you walk in with now is <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's yeah. go. Let's have these conversations. But I remember, right. When, you know, I walk in and, and, and me and my, my other business partner, we might share this one. I, I don't know if you even recognize this at all, but uh, you know, black man, he's a, a white older gentleman and um, we're in the bank. And I went in first and the teller is and, and the the, uh, the bank rep there and not giving me the time of day. Yeah, I mean, rushing me saying, I don't have the right paperwork. I don't have this. And I, and I know my stuff. Right. So I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah, I do. I do. That is the right stuff. Actually, that paper is defined as the same thing you're talking about. Turn to the back. Everything is here, right? Just giving me the, the, just the runaround and stuff that didn't make any yeah. sense. I'm like, what are you talking about here? And then my partner come, walks in and the whole tone changes yeah. completely. Like, oh, what can we give you? What do you want today? How can we help you? And it's like, man, like you said, there's things that are so much that are out of your control. Yeah. Even when you do walk in, uh, like I, I, I was feeling good. I was like, "Oh man, I some got some money here. Got some. I'm doing some good things. Things are starting to happen, right?" I, instead of having two plus two equals four? I have maybe twenty plus twenty equals forty. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Got <laughs> <laughs> myself some forty dollars in there. You know. So um, yeah, it's yeah. But still, there are a lot of things that you can't can't control, um, and you still have to deal with those things too. You did how do you how do you uh, share with uh, a lot of the people that you work with? you say you have over a thousand clients that you're mm-hmm. working with mm-hmm. I mean, I know you must be super busy um is that number alone uh, and tell us a little bit about y- y- the range of your clientele in terms of you know are you looking at you know individuals that are you know just kind of getting started, people that are more established, people that are you know, well off, and you're more as like a financial advisor and a CPA, all that kind of stuff for them. Like, tell us a little bit about that.
1: You've been listening to the Success Journey Show. You could check us out on our social media on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Also on our website, thesuccessjourneyshow.com. Enjoy the rest of the show.
2: Yeah, so most of my clients are entrepreneurs, they're either starting out or they've been established. Uh although I have several older clients that I wouldn't let go anywhere else because I think they'll be taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Um and so mm-hmm. I, you know, so I have my certain number of people that I help out even though monetarily I'm not making bank on it because I'm not it's nice to make bank, but that's not my whole goal. Um yeah. yeah. But most of my clients um, you know, are making um, netting a hundred thousand, 200, 500,000. Um, they're grossing anywhere in their businesses from, you know, 200,000 to 2 million, $3 million. Um, and so I'm working with small business owners and and really where I help them out is, uh, tax strategies, tax planning, uh, planning ahead before the year is over, not after the year is over. Um, and I don't do a lot of, um, I don't, I can't tell people go buy Coke or, uh, Stock. Um, and uh, <laughs> in case you meant the drink or the or the powder. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, it's,
1: I, like, I, it's over hey, for you. I, buy some Coke.
2: I, I, <laughs> buy Coke. I forgot that you're a comedian. I forgot that you're a comedian.
1: <laughs>
2: it, was, it was a bad choice. I, I was, you know, into it. <laughs> um, so, you know, I can't, I can tell people, you know, buy penny stocks because you can buy them really cheap. And if they if they pan out, you can make a lot of money. Um, I can tell people, you know you should have some in real estate and have a little bit of this and that, but I can't tell you you should buy ten percent silver and and get into specifics. <laughs> I do gotcha. send those to other people um but i but I weigh in on it when people tell me what they're doing. um yeah, 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 but you know mainly i I really try to help people keep money in their pockets um and then also, because we're all human, um some of my clients, tend to self-sabotage. And so if I can find ways to help them beat themselves at their own game, yeah. um, either automated savings, putting them on payroll with just a small amount and withholding all of it. So yes. their taxes are covered at the end of the year, like little tricks that they don't notice, but at the end of the year it's got a, a cumulative effect.
0: Hmm. So um, I actually this question and follow up to that, what at what point is does that entrepreneur Should they be bringing you on? Like, because, you know, you have different levels, right? You have these people that, you know, I'm inspiring to, you know, be an entrepreneur and I'm, you know, just starting everything off. I may may be making a couple thousand dollars, you know, a month or whatever it may be. Um, Don't know if I should have somebody looking over this for me or, you know, if I should just do it myself uh, on uh, TurboTax or whatever it may be. Like, at what point do you start seeing those entrepreneurs start working with you?
2: Well, I think if you're going to start a business, working with somebody in the profession is pretty important. Now that doesn't mean you can always afford it, yeah. uh, but it's it's super important. I've worked I worked with a client who they had like two million dollars worth of funding. Uh, they went out and they spent a couple hundred thousand dollars in accounting software. They had a special uh, deal with FedEx exclusive. And they and I kept saying, "Hey, before you spend this two million, why don't you see if you have customers?" Like yeah. we can always do the cleanup <laughs> later, right? Like let's get the money in and then yeah. you have the money to pay me to like clean it up. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Well, the business failed because it turns out they were selling high-end salt and uh <laughs> and nobody was buying
0: salt. You know, salt,
2: salt <laughs> on the wound, I guess, but it's like <laughs> they they didn't bother to check out that their model was working. And yeah. so they would have been, like, had they listened to me and actually just gone out and focused on sales and and, and target markets and all those things, the rest could all be fixed after the fact. Um, but sitting down, it's amazing how many people leave tax dollars on the table instead of bringing it home because they didn't bother to ask somebody or they just made an assumption and and didn't bother to check it out. And so that's where I'm able to come in with a lot of people and show them, look, we can save another 10,000 bucks or 50,000 bucks, or here's a trick you didn't know. And yeah. um, and and really help people so that they're, and, and so that they're learning as well, right? I don't want it to be that, well, I can only do something if Bob tells me yes or no. I want them also to learn how why, I, how, what the process is and sort of what the way? rules are. Because yeah. you can't be, you may not like the game, but if you don't know the rules, you can't play the game effectively. And at the end of the day, we're all having to play a game, like it Correct. or not.
1: Like it or not.
2: And like it before, or not. I, before I do my
1: follow-up, my question in line with Ricky, I, I could tell you're a man after my own heart because when I look behind you, I see you have an Oscar and I see you have some African cichlids. Oh,
2: they're the best fish in the world, man. There
1: you go. They're beautiful there you go. and tough. Yeah, they're beautiful and tough. they beautiful and tough. And some people would even argue you can't put that Oscar with that cichlid, but it works. it works
2: sometimes you got to start with them small and then they all decide to like each other
1: yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. i love it hey so now say i had a i have an llc and um and i've i've already established i have an llc probably four years Uh and now i'm starting to make some big money and i say hey you know what happened man i was at the comedy club they're telling a lot of jokes um and I went to pick up a drink and somebody was talking to me and they said, you know who would be a good CPA for you, man? Bob. And I said, <laughs> OK, hey, I want to come over to Bob. And now you look at their finance and everything like that. When do you tell somebody, a hey, you have an LLC, but you should file as an escort or you should follow that. When when do you when do you talk yeah. to somebody about making that transition? And maybe what's the what's the dollar amount that you look at or what are some of the things that you look at? To make that decision?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So, a lot of times when I have people starting out, I'll push them towards an LLC because we can still file a Schedule C on the 1040, right? Mm Correct. All good. Especially if I've got losses or breaking even. Maybe I'm making a hundred bucks or I'm making 20 or 30,000 bucks, but I also have a W 2, right? right? So, I'm not worried about self employment tax, right? Because I'm always thinking about self employment tax. So, if somebody's got an LLC and now all of a sudden, They're making $50,000 net profit. Or anytime somebody's making over $100,000 gross, I'm starting to look at, do I want to move this into an S-corp? The main reason I want to get into an S-corp is I can limit my payroll tax, right? I can Mm -hmm. cut that in half um, and all that stuff. Plus, when I become an S-corp or a pass-through entity, um, 20% of that K-1 income is potentially exempt from income tax. Mm, OK, mm-hmm. right. So now I want to make sure my k one's a little bit bigger when I switch it to the S-Corp. The other reason I might do it is eh, my client's a little sloppy with stuff. They're a creative person and they estimate some of the numbers. S-Corp is the least audited tax return across the board. Mm-hmm. I want to get into an S-Corp as soon as possible and just take mm-hmm. them off the radar. Um, but my main force, my main reason to do stuff is really to avoid that self-employment tax. so I can limit it by putting them on a salary. Um, and yeah, there starts to be a few more steps involved. Now I have some clients that will spend 800 hours to save 50 bucks, not me. Um, and then I have people, you know, that would spend $5,000 rather than put in 10 hours of work. Um, yeah, you know, you got to find the balance. There are certain things I'd rather just, you know what, I'll pay that. That's easier. I don't want to do that work. But for the most part, when it comes to taxes and money and saving, Man, I'm going to do whatever I can without killing myself yeah. to to really do the strategies, and and an S corp is just one of the best tax strategies when you're making money. But I have clients that they're making they're losing two three hundred thousand dollars for the first three or four years. I don't want to make them an S corp. I don't want to have to deal with the extra component. Just stay the course, do the LLC, and then you know we monitor. I'll tell them like this might be the year. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a very good.
2: Now, I also want
1: to ask with that because I see a lot of people they like, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not your CPA man. I'm just um, uh, uh, um, talking from what I read, and I didn't go through that hard class. I heard that their CPA class is no joke. Totally
2: fun. It's totally (laughs) fun. Everybody should do it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, once. Once. (laughs) (laughs) So, so now that I, I, I do my taxes, if I want to show the bank, if I want to get loans from banks and they're going to look up my tax returns, how should I, some people, I, I want to know, some people just think, oh, I'm going to take all these losses. I want to always show them at a loss. I want to show them the a loss. And then now they're going into the bank and they're saying, yep. hey, I need a loan from you. Can you explain to the to, to our travelers out there how that affects them and how they should stack the cards in order to help them when they walk into that bank?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So unless you're a multimillionaire, Mm -hmm. you're either filing your taxes to save money or you're filing taxes to get a loan. Like they Mm -hmm. do not coexist. And the banks will check to make sure that you actually filed that tax return. So you can't say, look, I made $500,000 and your tax return says you made 20. Mm -hmm. Because- Mm -hmm. That, you know, that ship don't sail. It's like not going to happen. I've got a client, um, they, were try- they were selling their business. They want to sell it for $700,000, $800,000. Books showed three or $400,000. So they're like, we don't want to show any profit. I'm like, well, nobody's going to, first of all, nobody's yeah. going to buy your business. Yeah. If you're going to file tax returns saying you made no money, then how can anybody believe your financial statements? Because they don't line up. It's yeah. one or the other. You want to sell your business for $800,000? You need to show a tax return that supports that. Um and and so a lot of times people now I know I'll say are you going to try and get a loan this year or are you trying to save money? Because what would happen is they'd say save me every dime. Save them lots of money. They'd come back and go, "Great, now I can't buy a house. Thanks, Bob." Well, you didn't ask me to buy you a house. You asked <laughs> me to save you taxes. It's one or the other. And the IRS and the banks they know better. They're going to check it out because they didn't used to do that. Um and people would Show million dollars yeah. on their tax return, right? Yeah, no doc loans, right? No doc loans. Yeah, yeah, didn't work out yeah. so well.
1: For it didn't work out so well. Two thousand eight proved it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Exactly.
2: Wow, exactly. Man, yeah, man, yeah. Know,
0: it, it's a um as you as you as we're talking through this, it's always um. Man, I, 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 I'm trying to figure out the best way to frame this. You said you have workshops and and, mm-hmm. and books that you do. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little, because I'm I'm really intrigued about what you're sharing here, mm-hmm. um, and 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 all this information, and I and I would I would love to be like, hey, here, Bob, here's my whole thing, man. What what, what the heck should I do, right? Because uh, there's so many different books, there's so many different materials out there, there's so many different strategies. methodologies, different strategies, yeah. uh, and some people you know are just all over the place you know they, hey we have a financial strategy from the ramsey family we got financial yep. strategy from the uh uh, uh kiyosaki cardone, cardone. Got, yeah, yeah from cardones and it, 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 there's so much kiyosaki yeah yeah kiyosaki family it's good it, stuff
2: it's all it, good it, stuff. yeah
0: it, and it's all good it's all it's all um it works for people all around right right it's proven. But you have an individual that comes in, and is like, all right, I'm trying to get my financial house in order.
2: Where do I go? Yeah. Well, again, for me, and look, there are lots of people out there that can help shame you into a behavior um, or all kinds of just do this and don't think um, and you'll get ahead. And, and that works for some people. Um, for me, I don't want people doing something because I've shamed them um, and I don't want people just doing things blindly because there might be a slight change in the algorithm. And then they don't know to, to, to Make to switch shift. lanes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't know to pivot. And then now I've just sent them down a rabbit hole. So for me, if I can understand people's mindset, if I understand what they really want out of this, do yeah. they want to have legacy? Do they want to have general generational wealth? Do they want to put their kids through college? Like, I need to understand what their personal desires are, not what their parents want them to do, mm-hmm. uh, not what their friends said they should do. So that once I can get clear about that, then I can actually figure out for them specifically what might make sense. Because you know, I've had a couple of clients, I'm like, you should get into real estate. And they're like, yeah, my dad did real estate. It sucked. Well, mm-hmm. I'm not going to spend weeks and months and years trying to convince them to do real estate. And then I got into real estate and went, man, I hate this. So I went back to the clients. I was like, I totally understand. <laughs> you know, yeah, I was yeah. doing, I was almost ready to cross a line because I was so frustrated with uh, oh, some goodness. properties. And I thought, you need to get out of this. This is, you're going to be, yeah, you're not going to become good. a nice person. Right. Okay. So it's trying to figure out what it is for each person because real estate might be your thing, but it might not be single Dwellings. It might be commercial property, or it might be fourplexes. Like, and so it's not that there's a one size fits all. Correct. It's really figuring out what. Am I I trying to leave a legacy? Am I trying to, you know, take care of my grandmother? Am I trying? Like, what are what are my goals? What are my life values? Yeah. And then we can set our goals according to. What those values are. What those values are. So that when I'm spending money and I'm at the bar and I'm going to pay for everybody, wait a minute. This could go towards a college plan. This mm. could go towards a house plan. Maybe you guys can buy your own drinks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. It starts to yeah. change your mind.
0: Yeah. You know, oh man. I, okay. We can go so many directions with that. Right? <laughs> so when you talk about legacy, about uh, generational wealth,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what... Is your definition of of just legacy general wealth?
1: And what do you want in their portfolio?
0: Yeah. What do you want? Yeah, yeah. If you could define single, singularly yeah. define it, it's almost it's almost a leading question. But uh, well, yeah, what what would you say general wealth is? A
2: generational well, generation, wealth or legacy. Well, mm-hmm. it's like I, if I'm going to leave generational wealth, I also want to do it in a responsible way, so that I don't have a bunch of gimme gimme people. That then don't know how to go out and empower themselves, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to just go, hey, I'm gonna make lots of money in real estate and I'm just gonna give it to you to blow through it in a generation or two. For me, legacy is what is the impact I want to leave behind? It might be that I want to create a foundation, it might be that I wanna, you know, create a, a nonprofit organization, it may be that I want to set up real estate for my children and and people, you know, that come after. And so. It's about what's the impact that I want to have, right? When I'm dead and I'm buried, Bob who, right? (laughs) You know, and so how do I then make an impact if, if I do? And I think actually, I believe that all of us, even the most hardened, angriest person in the world, I think deep down, we all want to have an impact on the world. I think we all want to be in connection. And I think we all want to be in community. And so I think we all deep, deep, deep down want to make the world a better place. That's my hope. And that's my yeah. belief. And so when I'm looking at that for people is how do you want to impact the world? What do you want your legacy to be? Do you want it to be that you've created a, a foundation for financial literacy? Do you want to create a, a, a national reserve for horses? Do you want to just make sure that your kids and grandkids and great grandkids are set up with a real estate trust right? And so it's not that it's the same thing for everybody. I mean certainly real estate is great um, because when it passes on uh, at least based on current tax law there's a stepped up basis. So if I buy a house for 50,000 bucks and it turns into 2 million dollars 20 years down the line, kids are going to get a t- a 2 million dollar stepped up basis instead of mm-hmm. the 50,000. That's huge. Yes. And so those those you know I had a client came to me and said, "Look, I'm going to put my name on my parents' house. Um, so we don't have to deal with anything they bought their parents bought a house for 50, 50 bucks that was worth two million i was like stop if yes. you do that you're gonna owe a million dollars in tax yes they're like what yes they didn't know signature <laughs> they did not know right and so those kinds of things real estate appreciable assets are amazing in terms yeah. of passing them forward um and 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 again, making sure have you set up a trust? I've had clients that yeah. inherited five, six million dollars, and they're like, "You know what? I'm not going to set it up. The people that get it for me, they can figure it out themselves." Well, that's just sort of not. It's a little disrespectful. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's great you left them the money, but you also left them the cleanup. Um, yes. Yeah. Get your financial affairs in order as best you can, and if you can't do it yourself, find somebody to help you. Uh, but if you want to invest, and and I know for a lot of communities, generational wealth feels like impossible, right? Inflation hits, oh, my God, I'm stretched to the max, I'll never get ahead. Every time I'm going to get a break, there's a hiccup to the economy. Um, and then we just reaffirm, I can't get ahead, why bother? Let's go, I'll buy the drinks, <laughs> right? Because <Yeah. laughs> uh, at least I can forget about it. So, for me, legacy is about figuring out how I want to impact the world, whether I want it to be for my children, whether I want it to be for the community at large, and then setting um, things into play so that I can have that outcome. And again, with kids, you know, it's it's. I know a lot of people that have wealth will say to their kids when the kids will say, "I want this and that." Hey, daddy's rich, not you. (laughs) Yes, trust me. And, and starting to teach kids that just because the parents have money doesn't mean they're entitled. Um, because I actually have some younger clients that I've worked with. they'll I'll say, well, let's look at your assets. And they have listed down mommy and daddy's inheritance, 1500000 uh, million. I'm like, <laughs> do you know when you're going to receive that? No, but eventually. Do you know that they're going to be solvent when they die? Well, no, but. Should I take that off? Yeah, you might want to. (laughs) Like, we don't need to be one unless we really hate our parents. um, Probably don't want to be wishing an early departure, right? Um, Doesn't look good. But uh, but you know, so there are people that that's the mindset. You know, I was working with the with the person who was really frustrated, hated their mom, um, but their mom financed their entire lifestyle, right? And they're adults, (laughs) and we finally realized they didn't want to give up the lifestyle. I said, well, then maybe you can just learn to stop being mad at your mom because you're taking all the money and you have no problem yeah, yeah, with that. Yeah, so yeah, why are yeah, you punishing yeah. her for making it available? Maybe you can make peace with that.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. you certainly
2: don't want to give up the money.
1: Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Dave. Matt, you, you, you hit on so many points, Ricky. That was a great question. Now now that we've... So I want to say, would I say the first for my family? My dad owns... Well, not, not in the States, but in Jamaica that he owns property and stuff like that, but we, we were never that generational wealth in the islands is kind of different because your family has a house and it's passed on, passed on, and we don't understand the tax in that. But what you talked about here, the, the, the appreciation of the house and how yeah. you the, the strategy of using um, not putting your, your name on the house, or using the, 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 the trust to dampen that, um, that tax. Once yeah. the parent pass on and they give you that that all the all, all that real estate, if it's ten million dollars, if it's not set up right, you have ten million dollars worth of ta- taxes that um right. that you have to pay right. for yeah. assets that's valued at 10 million that you have to pay for that's or right. whatever the percentages. What what would you say? I know trusts in different states are are different. What would you say is your most friendliest? Uh, states when it comes to trust, how to set up a trust, also revocable, irrevocable. What kind of trust do you want? Uh, do you think we should get in? Say a person like myself, I have I have some real estate, I have some um, companies, I have stuff that I have right now and I want to set up a trust. Where should I set it up and should I do it irrevocable, revocable? How hard is it to um, maneuver through those different kind of trusts?
2: So, Typically, it makes sense to do the trust in the state you live in because okay. state law is gonna is gonna dictate, dictate right. anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, there are some states where they Go don't. On, can, I, can I put a caveat to that? Yeah. What if I
1: like myself? I own, I own a home. I own a home in like many different states.
2: Montana, okay. so not just Utah. Right now you're bragging. Florida. Now you're bragging. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm, 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 because somebody.
1: Somebody might come to you. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm giving the scenario of of a lot of different. Um, like you said, typically it's better to set up in. But for a person that comes that says, "I'm in the military," that's why I have. It's not because okay. anything's, I'm no okay. financial guru uh, guy. I, okay. I'm in the military, so I just had a scheme that said every state, I, every place the military right. put me, I bought a home and I kept. It. Um. Well,
2: so, but when you're in the military, you have to declare a home state. Yes, my
1: home state is New York.
2: Right. So. The thing is, I don't want to middle- Yeah, well, New York is worse than California. So uh, ugh. they compete with each other who can punish people the most. Um, <laughs> you know, so the thing is, like certain states, like Tennessee, doesn't do a trust. They don't do certain things the way that they do in California or the way they work in Florida. So it's your home state. if And that's probably where you have most of your property, not always. Um, But your home state is really going to dictate because if you've got a spouse, if you, you know, whoever your beneficiaries are, um, you're going to want to, state law in your home state is going to dictate a lot of the things anyway. Um, Most people, if you're going to get a trust, it's going to be a living trust. Um, You know, most of the time it's going to be a revocable trust because when you die, it's not revocable, right? Because you're dead. You can't go back and say, wait, change this because you're gone. You, you know, you want revocable up until the last possible minute gotcha. um, because you might decide, you know, wife number seven should get all the money. <laughs> 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 or maybe wife number four was pretty good. No, I don't know. Uh, so, but you want to look at state law because some states, uh, community property states. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if I'm setting yes. up you North know, Carolina, it, yeah, and it's this is important, you know. If if somebody, you know, I've had this happen where uh, second or third marriage, and uh, the, the the wife has a rental property, and the husband's like, "Sell that property, and we'll just spend." No, no, just keep that in a separate bank account in California. If you keep that separate and don't let the other partner pay the mortgage or anything like that, that is your sole and separate property. So that if the marriage Ends up becoming the fifth one. Um, you get to keep mm. your property, right? Mm. But if if it had gotten commingled, um, in a lot of states, especially community property states, uh, now it is it's it's marital assets instead of sole and separate.
1: Mm. Wow. Mm. Mm. Yeah. A, so yeah. you see, you see, Rick, there's, there's so much. That's the financial literacy part that you're talking about, mm-hmm. because a lot of people think it's okay. I go to work. I save my money. I have a. I have I have Budget. ten thousand dollars in the back bank account, and yeah. that's my financial literacy portion. And now I'm good. And I go to work, and I work for, until I'm four, sixty-five for my four hundred and one k, and then I'm good. Yeah. But they don't they don't understand all that you're saying, right? There, and, and you know, you said a a key thing too. You don't like real estate, but what I noticed that a lot of times when you talk about that financial wealth, your example is real estate.
2: Yeah. So. I'm, I don't like collecting the rent and being the bad person. Cause I'm always like, no, no, you can pay next month. You know, you got to separate, <laughs> you <gotta laughs> separate yourself with that, with, with a property manager after. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so when I go back into it, cause I'm taking a break, uh, but when I go back in, yeah, I will make sure that I have people that will be the mean person um yep. legally. Um And uh, you know, but that's, but knowing that that's not my strength, Knowing that I'm going to be a softy means I'm not the one that should be doing the rent collecting or setting the rules. Um, yep. I have to have somebody else come in and be the non-emotional, unattached person. It's you know, so funny it. you
0: say that, you know, I tell you guys a story, you know, Marla and I, we have, um, you know, we, we shared with everyone, we have a property and whenever we go there, the tennis thinks that we're the maintenance
2: man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> let them think it.
0: <laughs> exactly. So are, so are you maintenance? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm maintenance, yeah. Now, okay, well, we need to fix this and fix that. Okay, all right, well, I'll let my guys know, man. It should be, it should be back. Uh, I'll let the team know. We should be get back and take care of it. But it's like, it's never, I, I don't want them to know who I, who I am, You right? You just want to go in and out and just, that's it, right? Um, that's
2: very smart.
1: Yeah, yeah. Think, smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah we smart. have a property manager, but we go out there just to check on stuff ourselves. Yeah. And, and like Rick said, you know, they're like, hey, yeah, uh, you guys in here? Are are you guys the one that's going to look at the XYZ? We're like,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, we'll look yeah. at
1: it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take But that's hey, great. listen, Bob,
0: I, um, I want to ask you two more questions. One is, I know you mentioned it earlier in the show, where people can find more information about you. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure you share that uh, okay. and any materials that you have, workshops, books, all that kind of things you started mentioning the children's book, of course. Um, yep. and then the second question, I, I'll wait till you do that. Then I have a second follow-up question will be sure. my last question. And Marla can have a question as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So you can find all my information at the dot moneynerve.com, yeah, moneynerve.com, not nerd, <laughs> nerve, uh, that's got my CPA firm. It's got the workshop. It's got the books. It's got an online uh, course on mastering the emotions of money. Um, there's a lot of free resources there. Um, certainly there's information about both books that I have. And um, we just, you know, people have a question. We'd love to help people. Um, and there's no dumb questions, you know, and questions are free. So ask away.
0: Love it. Love it. So you guys go moneynerve.com. Um, one other question I have, and I, I love for you to, in the in some of our shows, we'll ask the guests to go back to a certain point in life and kind of in reflection now, like talk to that person, um, mm-hmm. then knowing what you know now, but for, uh, for you, I, I want to ask a different question around that. I want you to talk to that person that is in their mid to late 30s as i'm saying now, i'm like i'm gonna play late 30 it's not me all right let's say i'm 40. not talking to you say right. mid 40s that's marley's range <laughs>
1: and,
0: and they are like um they don't see a path forward yeah bob you know they're they, they're they, they lived 40 years of their life and they're like man you know i'm, I'm 45 now i'm bald you know <laughs> and uh I'm, yeah you got a got a red hoodie on you know at yeah. night and uh you know what what do i do like i'm, I'm really I, I don't i don't feel like i have my retirement set up correctly i feel like all is lost like yeah, i am that guy that you know forget all of it i'm buying drinks for everyone you know mm-hmm. like what how do you talk to that man or or that woman at that
2: yeah point? well the Yeah, the first thing I say is it's never too late, right? It's never too late to get started. What's important is just get started. You didn't get in that situation overnight Mm -hmm. and you're not going to get out of it overnight. And so to expect immediate results, if I have the mantra, I want a million bucks and it's going to happen in five minutes, it's not. It's just not. Um, But be willing to do the work, be willing to be uncomfortable, be willing to take a hard look at yourself and decide what's working and not working, Mm -hmm and decide if you're willing to let go of your story so that you can actually have the life you want. Because we all have a story. Wow. Your story has a cost. And the question is, do I want a different story that serves me better? Your story has a cost. I love
1: that. That's your next book. Yeah. Wow. Or if I write it first, yeah, exactly. I can recite. But then your story will have a cost
2: because I'll, yeah, I'll play this video. Yeah, yeah.
0: Hey, didn't I tell you we can edit everything out?
2: Oh yeah, in the beginning. Right. I'm secretly recording. I'm secretly recording.
0: Uh, Barla, you have any other questions, man? Any closing questions? No,
1: man. Uh, just, just so, just so I know
2: uh, what part of um, California you're in. Uh Los Angeles, West LA.
1: Okay. Yeah. I used to live in Temecula. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I made a Down bad a decision.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. I made a bad decision. Wine country. Yep. Yep. Wine country. I've made a bad decision and sold my house out there. Before oh. I
2: came. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yes. Oh. yes. yes. Did I mentioned real estate is a really good investment, <laughs> <laughs> especially in California. Oh. That's painful. I'm writing that
1: book tomorrow, Bob. I'm
2: writing <laughs> that book That's painful. I got to tell
0: you, yeah. Marlon, That's painful. Oh, Pain. All, All right. Hey, right. <laughs> Bob, man. It's been a pleasure having you on the show, just getting to know you, talking with you today. I, I tell you, uh, guests, travelers, um, man, if you're not having a good time, man, bad on you, man. Too bad on you, because me and Arnold are having a blast with this stuff. The amount of notes that I took tonight just even for my own personal gain um, I hope you guys had your notebook out and if you didn't hey rewind you know go back listen to it again take some notes uh, go to Bob's website uh, muddynerve.com and uh, check out all his resources that he has his books and um, really support not just support him but support yourself and your future yeah. uh, and not just your immediate future but even for your kids. Um, if you like me and you don't want the kids to get a dog yet just get them the book for about <laughs> about the dog right so uh, That's right. Right. Bob man thank you again so much uh, really appreciate you and all of our travelers and listeners around the world we will see you next time at the same place on the Success Journey show everyone have a good one peace
1: all right, well, no you've been listening to the success journey show where your dreams drive determination and diligence are the foundation to success for more information
2: check out the successjourneyshow.com the journey squad is here helping you to your destination